As always, my name's Sean, and I'm the host of today's show. And a little later on, I'm going to be joined by uh, England PD disability cricketer Liam Thomas. You may remember Liam from a, a short video he appeared in, which did the rounds over social media, you know, your Facebooks, YouTubes, Twitters, uh, many years ago, where he was uh, in the field. Uh, I think he was filled in somewhere like Deep Square Leg, or he definitely had to run to that sort of area. And as he went to get the ball off the floor, he, he sort of took a bit of a dive and stumble, did a bit of a roll, and his leg popped off. Uh, and then, just to show uh, the determination of the guy, he jumped up, hopped about six, seven hops, left his leg on the floor just to get uh, to grab hold of the ball and to get it in as soon as possible. Obviously, many other people may have gone back, got their log, leg, strap it back on, and uh, the batsman would have carried on running. But no, uh, Liam had a determination and uh, the idea of, no, no, the game, stop them getting runs, is more important. And, and that's how he did it. So if, if you have never seen that video, have a pop on YouTube. I'm sure it's about there somewhere. Uh, and, and have a look at it. Anyway, uh, so that's uh, we're going to talk about that a little later on. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, we just wanted to jump on with a, a short advert and ask your listeners, once they have finished listening to your podcast, to come and listen to ours. It is called the TWS Sports Podcast. It is hosted by us students from Technowood School. Our school is for autistic children and younger adults, and each week we chat to famous sportsmen and women. On the TWS Sports Podcast, we have spoke to loads of great guests, such as Connor Cody, Matt Letissier, Joe Hart, Sir Clive Woodward, Will Greenwood, Nasser Hussein, Michael Afton, Marnus Lambashane, Barry Hearn, Steve Davis, and many, many other great guests. So come and give us a listen. We're the only podcast in the UK which is hosted by autistic students who interview the biggest names in sport. So come and join us on the TWS Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Disability Cricket Podcast. Hello Liam, how are you? Hi Sean, I'm good, thanks yourself. I'm okay, thank you. Uh, right, so we'll start off with the usual question, which is the question I ask every guest when they come on. Uh, the first question is, how did you discover disability cricket? Uh, I kind of stumbled across it when I was 14, 14, 15. Um, I was playing for my junior cricket uh, team and one of my friend's dad said that obviously mentioned about Yorkshire disability cricket and then got introduced to the coach and got set up for, um, got in touch with the head coach and got asked to go to play a game for Yorkshire. Um, and then ever since then I played for Yorkshire, uh, managed to get put forward for a high performance weekend at Malvern and then was um, successful in being put forward for the uh, England high performance squad, which is what it was known as back then. So that's when you were 14. So how old are you now, if you don't mind? Um, 28. So you've been playing disability cricket for about 14 years. Yeah, 14 years, yeah. <laughs> and um, 
when do you plan on retiring? Oh, I don't know yet. Um, I don't think, I don't know, I say that. I won't mind playing when I've got a, got a three-year-old son, so I won't mind maybe playing a game or two with him, I think, before I finish. But I'll see. It depends how my body is and how it holds up and that. And if my, if my fingers all let me, has been a wicket keeper, so I've got... I've got dodgy digits, so I don't know if, how long they'll let me keep going as well. Yeah, I've got a few broken fingers from wicket keeping. <laughs> I, was nice. sho- I was showing them to one of our one of our uh, our young lads at, at training the other week. He was he said he said I've only got little hands. I said oh I've I've got I might have little hands. I said but look at the cr- look how straight my fingers are. And he just looked at me. I went yeah I've broke five of them wicket keeping. Oh. <laughs> and he looked at me I'm, and I went and I went you're young you've got years to break yours. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm lucky that I've not touched wood. I've not broken any yet, but I keep damaging them on end at finger ends and bent and thumbs. My thumbs are particularly bad. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I know we didn't cover this in, in the in the before we started recording, but you know you know Callum Rigby, don't you? I do. Yeah. Um, we used to play for Shropshire together, and uh, we used to play uh, indoor indoor league in 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 Shropshire. So uh, all the all, some of the local clubs would enter on a Thursday night, and we would enter as Shropshire Disability. And it's six-a-side indoor cricket. And uh, I turned up one day and, and Sean Rigby just said, oh, Sean, can you keep wicket for us? I went, yeah, I'll keep wicket. It's got my wicket-keeping gloves out of my bag, whatever. And in the warm-up, Callum Rigby broke two of my fingers. <laughs> yeah, he throws it pretty hard from memory. I remember him is you got a good throw on him, to be fair. I, I just didn't get my hand in the right position. Uh, as I explained to you earlier on, before, when we were, I was talking about my left hand, when I, and about I don't, yeah. get my, don't get my hand in the right position. So as a result, I didn't get my hand in the right position. He broke two of my fingers in, in the warm-up before our game. And then, I, obviously, I shook my hand, and then I took my glove off, and I thought, oh, they don't look too great. Oh, they're swelling up. Oh, they're getting black. So I taped my fingers together, and then we played. And I, I even took a catch as well <laughs> during that game. Oh, well um, done. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. A catch and a stomping, brilliant. Anyway, oh, that, that's just that's just wicket keeping though, isn't it? You know, I've still got a crooked yeah. still got a crooked finger now. Anyway, it's not about me, it's about you. Right, so you've been playing for fourteen years. Yep. And uh you currently play Saturday cricket and you play for England, but you don't play county cricket anymore, do you? County disability cricket anymore, do you? No, I don't play that much anymore. No, I keep trying to to get there when I get a game, but I've struggled to get there with work and other commitments and stuff like that, with England fixtures and stuff like that, and family commitments. So when I talk to you now, it's mainly going to be about England. So um, can you explain a typical training session for me with England? How often do you train? How yes. long do they last? It's only once a month that we meet up together for a weekend. We've just had one um, at Loughborough this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we normally go down Saturday morning, train all day, stay over Saturday night, train Sunday, and then come home Sunday afternoon. And then have, and a, little on the, have a little snooze on the sofa. Yeah, I'm a bit tired, and so <laughs> when I get home after the, them weekends, it takes me a couple of days to recover, because, like I say, we do a lot of, uh, like I say, batting scenarios, some gym work, some wicket-keeping... You do some fielding, it's just that repetition, so it's it is really good working on your skills. But um, yeah, I am a little bit tired come the end of them weekends. Uh, which where do you live roughly? Is it do you live in Yorkshire? I do, yeah. So just on outskirts of Bradford. So Loughborough is that is that a bit of a trek? Three hours maybe? Uh, no, no, it's an hour and a half. It's a nice one that one. Oh, that's all right. That's good. Compared uh, so... to some of them where we have to go to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have to, ever have to go to Shrewsbury School or anywhere like that? 
We've only been there once, but that's about two and a half hours for me. It's two hours forty-five, so that's not that's okay. <laughs> but it's nice out there. Yeah, I think I've been there once. Um, right. So, what what are your future aspirations then with England? Uh, just I want to keep growing the game, really, and obviously promoting disability cricket. And uh, we were unfortunate that we had the two thousand and nineteen like World Cup over here, at, uh, which we got to the final of and narrowly lost to India. Um, but I think if COVID hadn't hit, we, we probably would have gone to India touring, and I think it might have carried on progressing. So it's just about for us now that the restrictions have been lifted, and uh, hopefully we can get some opportunities to, to to play against these nations. And I say keep growing the game and pushing it forward. And like I say, oh, the dream is for it to be um, for everyone to become paid cricketers. And I'm not naive enough to think that'll happen in my lifetime. But if I can help do that and help people help push the game towards that and then by the time I retire hopefully that's where it's going to be at and then you'll take up coaching <laughs> yeah maybe yeah maybe yeah um, I'll see <laughs> right uh, you just mentioned uh, was it 2019 and the World Series and that was at Worcester wasn't it uh, I it went was, to, yeah. I went to one of those games and I witnessed um, England v India and I witnessed a big well quite a few big sixes in that game wasn't there yeah, which one did you go to? <laughs> um, the, the, the final. The kid minister. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they had a guy called Suganesh who hit it very, very big. Um, we always have a bit of a laugh and a joke now, actually, because Liam O'Brien, who were bowling at the time, uh, <laughs> um, got hit into, into Premier Inn, which yes, is probably about 80, 90 metres. <laughs> About the third floor. <laughs> yeah, and, and to be fair, if it hadn't hit that, um, if it hadn't side at hotel, it was still going up. So I think it's still been going now. Um, there's a guy I had on, uh, Steve. Steve Morgan. Do you know him? Yeah, Steve Morgan. Yeah, great bloke. Uh, I, I interviewed him uh, last week or maybe the week before, and we we spoke about that. <laughs> so yeah, it was a big six. And to be fair, it was there a was a joke. There were, there were some other big sixes that day as well. Yeah, so. he's a good he's a good, he's a good cricketer. Him, he's a really good cricketer. So, um, yeah, he he was brilliant that day. Well, it pains me to say it, but he was. I think we just kind of that was the third game in 24 hours. So, I think we just run out of steam a little bit coming to the last seven overs of that game. Okay. Uh, who was your favourite player when you were growing up? Uh. It's hard because it's a couple to be fair. Because I, I I did like watching KP. I loved obviously Freddie Flintoff, but from a wicket keeping point of view, I did play pay a lot of attention to and did really follow Matt Pryor. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked his wicket keeping technique. He could bat, and I, I spent a lot of time, obviously, especially in that era, growing up and when they were England were the dominant team. I really enjoyed watching him. Yeah, that's a good choice. Uh, what's the next bit of kit you're after? Because everyone likes a bit of kit, don't they? Uh, I need some new keeping pads because my other ones are a bit dirty so I've signed for a new club so I don't really want to be going in with crusty old dirty keeping pads so I think I want to purchase a new pair of keeping pads and um, I need a new pair of batting gloves as well some of them have got a little bit sweaty this weekend and then I say getting a bit old now and a bit crusty as well but you don't want to go in with brand new sparkling kit either because then it might look like you you just come out the at the shop <laughs> yeah I'm like, well it's April isn't it so you only have to dive on floor in April once and they get money oh, yeah. straight away so I should be alright yeah. <laughs> yeah ok so so you need some new uh, some new pads alright um, who's the best trainer then uh, when it, we'll go back to it, England who's the best trainer best trainer um, I'm just trying to think who's 
best trainer because some people turn it on at different times. Um, I'd like to say I'm probably up there one of the best trainers, to be fair. I know I'm blowing my own trumpet, but um, who else is there? I'm trying to think. Because we're all quite consistent. I'd probably say... Uh, Matty Askin. Yeah, Matty Askin works really hard at his game. Works really hard in gym and when we're at camps and really always wants extra throwdowns or extra extra balls hit at him and stuff like that. So, yeah, Matty Askin. Right, I'm, I'm never going to say who's the worst trainer because that's not very fair, really. Jordan uh, Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I never asked that question. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, Jordan Williams is always uh, he's brilliant because he's always doing... Do it bare minimum and always like just skulking about somewhere or lingering at the back of a net. And just, <laughs> it, 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 to be fair, when it comes to game time and stuff like proper turns on and he'll run through a brick wall for anyone. But during training, he's, uh, <laughs> it's funny because he'd just be skulking somewhere or just lurking somewhere and putting his pads on or something like that. Putting them on slowly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, who's the person? you want to sit next to on the team bus? Um, who was a person I want to sit? Uh, probably someone like Ben Sutton who was quiet who doesn't really say much. Uh, just keeps him sent to his send. Like, got some good little nuggets. He's, <laughs> he's got, he's not, not the sharpest tool in his shed when it comes to common sense, but he's, he's a brilliant lad and he's, um, yeah, he's, he's quite quiet and laid back and relaxed. So I'd probably say, yeah, Ben Sutton. And who's the team joker? Because I, I've heard rumours that there, 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 there is some. Yeah, we've got, got a couple uh, that like to have a laugh and a joke. Um, Danny Am, uh, Scouser, he's he's always messing about, pottering about, dancing or doing something silly. And So, yeah, Danny Am. Yeah, I'm not sure. Who, I can't actually remember who Steve told me. Steve, Steve Morgan was telling me that there's definitely a joker in the team. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple to be fair. There's a bit of a group of us that's like, George's pretty funny, Callum Flynn's pretty funny, uh, Freddie's got some good one-liners, um, obviously Danny Am, um, Jamie Goodwin's got some good, uh, so he don't, he don't really say loads, but when it, when it is, when he comes in with a little one-liner, it's normally a good one. He was telling me that every time Matt Askin goes in the shower, someone hides his, his arm. <laughs> I don't think we've done that for a while to be fair um, we don't, to be fair I, can't, I say I don't think we've done that I think because when we were all kids because there were a lot of us so, so when we were kids it's like there's me Jamie Goodwin Danny Am Callum Flynn uh, Jordan Williams uh, Freddie Bridges we're all around a similar age so like I was 16 when I came into the team and yeah 16 so we've, we were all kids so when we were come so we've gone through every age group together so it's 16 17, sorry, 17 18 19 20 21 we've gone through so we've all quite matured a little bit more now than we used to do when we were kids i was gonna say that that isn't something i've ever really considered however uh a couple of years ago obviously you know sean rigby as well yeah i know sean played with sean for a few years yeah me and sean were going to the gym uh, one one night two nights a week and I remember we were in the changing room, we have gone to the showers, but it was just a, a local public gym. And when we were yeah. in the showers, there was three other lads in the changing room. And so Sean hops to the showers. I'm already in there, we're having a shower, whatever. We come out, we go back to our, our area to get to get dressed. And then I see Sean on all, all well, I was going to say all fours, but he can't be because one of his legs is missing. But he's, he's down on his knees, 
having a route around and he pulls his leg out and I went what have you done that for and he went I had years of it at school people hiding my leg <laughs> he said there's three lads here I just didn't trust them I thought they might have spotted it and then gone running off with it so that, it's something that must occur all the time to people with uh, with artificial limbs so do they not do that to you? No, I've been fortunate enough. I'd probably lose me. I'd probably lose my temper if that happened to me. Um, <laughs> okay. I probably won't take too kindly to that. I'm a bit of a baby when it comes to stuff like that. Right. Okay. So I've already asked who's got who's the best trainer, and I forgot to ask who's got the best trainers. Oh, uh, I say I think Freddie Bridges normally comes with some good wheels. He normally comes with some really good trainers. as Freddie some funky ones. So yeah, Freddie Bridges. Right, and I, I haven't mentioned this all, already, uh, but. You had a bit of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A bit of internet fame a few years ago, didn't you? I did, yeah. So we think it was 2016. Well, I, I said it was 2016. Then yeah, it was 2016, yeah, I think it is, yeah. It, it was against Pakistan. It was, uh, yeah. Where was it played at? It was a Dubai International Stadium, so like I say, it's, it's the, the, the International Stadium in Dubai. Right, okay. I didn't know where that was. Uh, so, yeah, it's in Dubai. And you were fielding roughly deep square leg. Yeah, we're down there about deep square leg, yeah. Uh, do you want to tell everybody the rest of the story? <laughs> I can do, yeah. So, I was I uh, deep square leg, and um, uh, I think it was Tawana from Pakistan who was obviously swept one uh, hard towards deep square leg, and I've obviously run round to the boundary, uh, put a dive in. Um, as I've gone to dive, I've rolled over, my legs fallen off. So I stood up, and for about, it felt like about two minutes, but I were about, it was about a second. But I looked at my leg, I looked at the ball, looked at them running, looked at the leg, looked at the ball, looked at them running, and I was like, oh, what do I do? Uh, it felt like ages, but I thought, right, sorry, I'll get ball back in. So I've just picked ball up, thrown everything into it, and uh, managed to get managed to return it. Um, it's funny though because it's obviously one of the best throws that I did all tour that to be fair but I managed to, to get the ball back and um, uh, yeah just continued had a little hop put my leg back on and carried, carried on there was no run out it just needed a run out to make it even better didn't it <laughs> yeah it would have been well to be fair I think they'd have been disappointed if they'd have been run out <laughs> so a guy who had lost his leg and had to put it back on so um, so yeah and, and and that clip got shown pretty much worldwide, wasn't it? It was on everywhere. I think the Guardian ran a piece on it, and uh... yeah, CNN everywhere, Talk Sport. It were it were brilliant. And so obviously you've done your bit to highlight disability cricket. This podcast is doing a bit. I know there's other people doing other bits to just uh, spread the word about disability cricket. But I know at that time when you did that, it was only a short, I don't know, 10, 15 second video. That I I go and support my local uh, low league football club. Yeah. And I'm not shy in telling people I play disability cricket. Yeah. And I've got quite a few people who I only ever see at football. I don't see them anywhere else in life, just at football. And I remember one lad came up to me after that and he went, have you seen that video about disability cricket? And I went, what video? And he, and he said, there's an England guy who's he's ran across the field, he's He's dived, he's lost his leg, and he's picked the ball up. I went, yeah, I've seen that video. He said, do you know him? I went, no. <laughs> I said, there's more than there's more, more than a few people out there playing disability cricket. I said, disability cricket is larger than you actually, it's bigger than you think. I said, but I don't know him. I said, and one day, hopefully, I'll chat to him. So here we go. Um, so 
we were talking about disability cricket at the football that day because of you and i know that there's lots of people who followed disability cricket who probably only discovered it because of that video as well so it's like hugo hammond being on love island i know that two people have started playing disability cricket because they had the same condition as hugo and because they saw him on love island they then discovered that they might be eligible to play disability cricket and they and, and they've taken it up so there's quite a few people out there spreading the word yeah that's what we want that's what, that's what it's about like i say if you, you guys done that and it's it's good that like i say we can promote the game and grow it and obviously which we probably haven't got the the biggest pool of players to pick from especially in pd cricket so if we can get that awareness out there and grow it and then Hopefully we can obviously end up with a bigger pool of players and obviously improve the standard and like you say we can get it where like I said the DPL for the um, and stuff like that and grow it so that that's what we're aiming for. We haven't spoke about DPL, have we? Um, who did you play for in the DPL? I played for the Hawks. And uh, how did that go for you? Uh, I think yeah we did. We could have done better. We had a really strong team to be fair, but we just didn't perform. I think we won one, lost one. And then we lost the, uh, and then we won. Yeah, so we won two, lost two, and then uh, we lost in the fifty or forty over game that we played at Loughborough. So we didn't. We, we probably should, we should have won a lot more than we did. We won't. We won't as good as we should have been, really. And uh, I'm assuming you've, you've you must have been selected again for that. Uh, yeah, well, it's going to be going out this year at some point. So they're going to be doing like a bit of an auction and where each team can pick. I think about a bit of an IPL draft, but they're still trying to finalise that. And, going out for that so hopefully they get selected for that you know what that's what i've heard as well i've heard that there's a draft and uh, I, i've even mentioned it on this podcast and, and the good thing about the draft is you know that the coach wants you because they've picked you <laughs> yeah yeah so a, uh, yeah. well last time you just got you just got given a team really so this time your coach wants you because he's picked you so that yeah. makes, that, that's going to make you feel even more wanted isn't it so yeah definitely yeah Right, so I've also heard a rumour that there could be six teams this year, but someone has already told me that there could only be there might only be four. So I don't know which room. I need to get get some clarification on this. Yeah, wait, I say I'm not too sure myself. We're just waiting for it to be finalised. So once we once the structure and the system's been finalised, we'll have a better understanding of self. Mhm. And uh, all. All the other England teams this year are going to Australia, and, and you're not. So you're playing the army instead. So yeah, we've got the we've got the army. We've got the we've got the Lord Taverners at New Road on June the 10th. We've got uh, we're playing Sussex. No, sorry, we're playing Hampshire Academy and potentially Sussex Academy all in the back-to-back one day, uh, 2020s in May. Um, we've got Drew for Norka for 11 at Arundel so we've got a few fixtures in and we're just unfortunate that Australia haven't got a team yet otherwise I think we'd be, we're going that direction and um, fingers crossed we can get some international cricket next year Yeah. Right and if you could invite four, any four people to dinner who would it be and what would you serve them? Oh um Oh, that's a tough one. That I'll, I'll go for cricketers. Um, I think Ian Botham. I think he'd like a good drink. Uh, obviously, it's probably a bit close to that. I would even like to say Shane Warne. Uh, God bless his soul. Um, 
Who else would be? I'm trying to think who else would be quite fun who might be be able to come to. So I've got oh, Andrew Flint off. And who else who I think would be good to come so oh, we've got Ian Botham, Shane Warne, Andrew Flint yeah, I think tough, tough is a big good one, yeah. He's going to have some stories. <laughs> Ian Salisbury, I think that would be a good one to come, because obviously I've known Salisbury anyway, he's, like, he's got some great tales and likes a glass of red wine as well. Um, what would he serve him? Ooh, I, say, I think they'd want some with some red wine, so probably, um, probably a steak dinner or something like that. A bit of beef for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a bit of beef for both of them, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, what's your greatest achievement? This doesn't have to be cricket, but it's up to you. Oh, oh the greatest achievement my wife and my kids. Uh, to be fair, that's my main priority. Like I say, they'll, they'll be ever present. Like cricket comes and goes. Like I say, once I retire, they're, they're, they're always going to be there. So that's probably my greatest achievement. But cricket wise, is obviously representing England, I think. Uh, getting to the final, I, I want there when they won in Bangladesh because I, I took some time off because um, I just fell out of love with the game a little bit. Um, but obviously, getting to the final, I've got to two finals now. Um, I've had so they're probably my greatest achievements with England. Obviously, they ended in in defeat, but and then I've also had it where I've I've managed to score hundred against Warwickshire Academy um, for England as well. So that there are a couple of highlights that, that that have been brilliant for me. And. Uh... We always end the podcast on. Um, have you got a disability cricket story you'd like to share? Um, There's one when we were kids. Uh, we were just I think we've just gone 18, 19, and we've gone to Dubai on one of us. One of us, I think it might have been a second tour. And obviously, I always room with Danny Am. Um, obviously, he's a year younger than me, but we've always since we've like been sixteen, we've always been put together. And obviously, Star always been roommates. Um, and we'd had a. <laughs> A few too many shandies, um, so to speak, um, and we were flying out. So we'd finished the tournament. We'd had a few shandies, um, and we were due to leave at half seven in the morning for the for the for the for the bus to get on, to go to airport. Anyway, I'm up half pat time ready, and Danny Ang goes, oh, "I'll do it in the morning. I'll have plenty of time." And he, anyway, he's managed to <laughs> knocking on his door. Come on, lads, bus is here. So I'm literally straight ready off. Danny I'm trying to pack some throwing all his clothes in his bag running downstairs anyway um, we got onto the plane and obviously got through got sorted and <laughs> he sat behind us and he's um, he's there and he's like I don't feel good <laughs> I don't feel good <laughs> he just ended up throwing up in his hands so he's thrown up all over everything his England tracks are like that so <laughs> Stuart has had to get him this black tracksuit thing whatever <laughs> it was and these clothes so he's gone out to toilet he's come out of the toilet and we're all cheering him anyway there's a there's a photo knocking about um we're walking through airport through customs on way back from it, it from from Dubai and we've got landed in Ethro and Danny Ham's there walking through airport in his, in his black tracksuit where we're all in England gear so because uh, he threw up after it um won too many beers so um yeah, it, we still take Mick out of him for that now, to be fair. Every time photo comes up, on, we we always share it and send it to him. Need to get that tracksuit framed. I know. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing with it. He's probably still wearing it around Liverpool now, will Danny Am. It's the height of fashion, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it will be, yeah, for him. Right. Um, well, thank you for that. I'd like to thank you for joining me on the Disability Cricket Podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank you uh, for, obviously, coming to our need. Uh, when I put that appeal out the other week and obviously I'd like to wish you all the success for the future. 
No, well, thanks for having me on, and uh, like I said, it's been it's been great to talk. So thank you very much. All right, cheers. Thanks, Bunny. <laughs>